Hey, everyone. You're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsay Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. Welcome back to another episode of On the House with Spartan Invest. I am really excited. I've got a special guest today, Jason Gardner with State Farm. Thank you so much, Jason, for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about talking about some insurance today. Insurance, it's a great topic. You know, I know a lot of investors don't like having that conversation or reading insurance policies. I know I would do that if I needed to go to sleep, but it is so important. So I'm really excited to have you on and kind of dive in more on the insurance side when it comes to rental properties and for our investors and what they need to know, what they need to look for, et cetera. So tell us a little bit about you and your experience with State Farm. Uh, well, I've been, uh, you know, I have a lot of rental properties in my agency. I've been really blessed to have a lot of investors from all over the world, actually, that are investing in the Birmingham market and Alabama market, which is very good markets right now. Madison, Huntsville and Tuscaloosa and Montgomery. There's a lot of out of town, uh, out of town and out of state investors that are investing in this market. And I've been real uh, privileged to help them uh, with their insurance. So it's been a very good, uh, very good to help them. Awesome. And how long have you been in the uh, insurance game? Uh, my agency has been here six years. I've been in that agency about eight years. Yeah, that's awesome. And how long have we been working uh, together, Jason, with uh, Spartan Invest? Long time. Uh, I, I really, uh, originally, y'all have been with uh, from the beginning. Actually, we um, y'all been with us from the beginning. And then I had a friend of mine that was an agency. And she went to leadership, and that's how I ended up uh, taking over y'all's accounts and stuff. So really, from the first time property you bought, you even had it with State Farm. So absolutely, yes. Even our um, Spartan portfolio, because you know we we do what we preach, and that we also have rental properties that Atlas Rental Property manages that we hold and receive that cash flow from. And all of our properties have insurance, rental properties or rental insurance with State Farm. So, all right, let's jump in. So for anyone just getting started right off of the bat, you know, are are investment properties subject to different rates versus owner occupant? Like how different is that if I'm living in this home versus I'm renting this home, but I still want that, that coverage? Yeah, the rates are def- definitely different. The main difference is a lot of um, most policies have very little are very limited to personal properties on a rental dwelling property because you just don't have personal property in, in the in the in the home. So basically, you want to make sure that that's just not something you want to cover. You're not covering other people's home, their property. You're covering your stuff. So those are the main difference there. And that's really the the main difference because your personal home, you have all your personal property and all that is protected if, if you have a claim or whatever. And generally on rental properties, the liability limits are a little bit higher to help you as the owner uh, protect you a little bit better. Right. Absolutely. That's a really good point. And we get asked that a lot as far as the tenants too and the tenant liability. Now, I know we require our tenants to have tenant liability, but even that insurance policy, which is not, um, it's a umbrella policy uh, that we have with a different carrier, but it still covers the property if the tenant damages, but it still does not cover any kind of personal property. And so we tell our tenants, hey, you also have to get that additional coverage if you want your personal property um, covered. Because absolutely, why would an investor want to cover someone else's uh, personal 
I guess, personal possessions kind of thing. You're there to protect the asset. Now, what is the what are some other differences between owner occupant and uh, you know investor insurance policy? A big one we get asked is uh, about vacancies, like if it sits for a long time at vacant or if it's taking a long time to rent. What is what does that coverage look like? So tell us a, a few other differences between the the two general policies. Uh, the main difference is in vacancies. A lot of times the the vacancy. Our policy, I can't speak to every company, but most companies, there are exclusions on vacancies. Sometimes it's an immediate with some companies. Our company, after about 45 days, we do suggest that you offer what they call a vacancy endorsement to cover like for theft and vandalism. Now, all that's covered if something happens with within the 45 days. And if for some reason somebody burns down the house, that kind of thing, all that stuff is definitely covered too. But like if somebody just breaks in after, you know, been vacant for a year or so, there's going to be some questions asked for sure. So that's uh, a lot of times we make sure clients are well aware of that they offer that policy there. So yeah, that's a really good, really good point. Uh, it's a very good piece of advice too. What are some of the typical rates that you see with properties from Spartan Invest clients, or maybe just investors in general? You know, you you work a lot with our clients, but like you said, that you work with a lot of other out of state investors. What do those typical rates look like in Alabama? Uh, in Alabama, the newer bills that uh, y'all y'all are doing now, the rates are generally a lot less expensive on newer rates. I would say most generally are between four five four fifty and five seven hundred dollars a year for new bills. But now it's also based on the location and the and how much the house is valued at. But a lot of times, new bills the rates are so much less expensive because of there's just less things that can go wrong with new bills. Older homes generally they are a little bit more expensive. They're probably somewhere between the I would say $700 to $1,100 range. Now, depending on deductibles too, I mean, you know, you can obviously carry a lower deductible, which uh, most people that have a true homeowners carry a low deductible. But now real investors, a lot of times they will carry higher deductibles to maximize their profit in their in their investment. So it's all based on dedu- deductibles a lot of times is the price on that So and the, and the age of the home. What's the average deductible for an investor for a rental property? Most investors carry what they call a 3% deductible, which whatever the dwelling cost of the home is, if your home is, um, if it costs, say, $250,000 to rebuild, it is a percentage of that amount. So most investors carry a 3 or 5% deductible. And, and true investors, the people that are actually trying to make money and have it as an investment, because it does the lower the deductible, the higher the premiums are. So you don't want your insurance costs cutting into your profit each month. But you also want to have the deductible that's manageable. If something happens, you don't want to be, you know, sitting there with a twenty five, twenty thousand dollar deductible. You know, if something does happen. But that's really what we're seeing most time is between a three and five percent deductible of the value of the home. Right. And we try to guide investors through what should be claimed on an insurance policy and what shouldn't be claimed. And that year, three to five percent, I mean, it needs to be pretty substantial to, to for in, in our opinion, to file an insurance claim is that you don't ever want to risk the possibility of filing too many claims because you want to grow that rental portfolio. You want more and more properties. And and with that comes just the likelihood that a, a tree might fall on the house or, or it might flood or anything like that. So you want to make sure 
that you're using these these policies when it really needs to, not when it's something that it's like, hey, if if it's three to five percent, if you can cover that in a couple of months of income, then just go ahead and cover that with a couple of months of your rental income and not risk filing it on your on your insurance policy. I know not every investor feels that way, but that is what we try to guide our investors to. What is this specific type of policy? Our sales reps get asked this so many times. What's the specific type of policy that you recommend investors have for their houses? Like the what what it, they actually should cover? Well, they really need what the I, I personally think they really need a full replacement policy. Or sometimes sometimes you'll hear replacement cost policy. And it's not based on the amount that you pay for the house. It's based on the actual rebuild value of the home. Because a lot of times, you know, uh, markets are going up, uh, cost of materials are going up, but you want to be able to rebuild your home back to 100%. Now, a lot of investors won't rebuild. They'll take money and they'll take the money, but you don't want to leave money on the table. And act like a replacement cost will be able to help protect your investment. I think that's super important that you can, I've had clients, you know, pay $120,000 for a home and all of a sudden, you know, unfortunately, a fire breaks out or a tornado goes through and all of a sudden they have the home valued $180,000 where well, they're going to get the full one eighty because it's the replacement cost of the home. It's not what you pay for the home. So just the full replacement cost policy is huge. And make sure your policy has a good loss of use on there for rents, because if you do have a claim and somebody's not living in your home and, you know, it takes them six months to get in a home, you can't really, you really want to be able to get income during that time. And uh, most most insurance policies should have a good replacement of, of income on there if you have if you have a covered claim. So. For out-of-state investors, now, before we started on this episode, we were talking about, hey, what what our passions are. And we just want to put the information out there. We just want to be readily available, whether investors choose to partner with Spartan Invest or State Farm. That's, that's their decision. We want everybody to do their due diligence and pick whoever's partner is best for them. So in light of that, when out-of-state investors are kind of doing their due diligence, they're talking to real estate agents, they're talking to contractors, they're talking to turnkey providers, and then they're also talking to insurance companies. So what are the questions that they should be asking? What are, like, how would you point an investor in the direction of vetting insurance companies? Well, I think it all starts with uh, strength of a company. Uh, the financial strength of a company. Um, I kind of have a rule of thumb I would recommend. If you've never heard of the company, I would not insure with them because right now there are so many companies out there that are just, uh, they're just trying to go in and basically undercut everybody, offer low rates. And all of a sudden when claims are happening, they're not there or they're denying claims because they don't. And a lot of it's because they just don't have financial strength. I mean, you can do your research on companies, check the Moody's ratings and say, make sure you have a good AAA company, make sure they have assets, make sure they have a, um, a big pile of money basically is what it comes down to. Make sure they have money there that they can pay claims out because you don't want to be in a situation where a company goes insolvent and all of a sudden you're like trying to chase down money for out of a state fund that we have to contribute to for years. And it's just a not so that's really the main thing. And the two, I recommend that you really get someone that's in your market within inside your state with an agent there that understands the areas and knows that if something happens, you know, that they understand what's going on in the market and you have somebody available, not just an 800 number you have to call that, you know, if you're in Alabama, you got to call out to Washington State to talk to somebody that has no idea where like center points at or where 
Huntsville's at, they have no idea and never been there and understand what the market really is. I think it's important to have somebody locally that can help you uh, through the process. That's a really good, that's a great piece of advice, especially the financial strength of the company. And you said to check their, what was the, what was the rating? Uh, there, there's different companies out there. Moody's is a company, S&P, those kind of companies, they rate uh, the financial strength on companies and they'll give them a rating to decide if they're one of their, if they're superior strength, if they're kind of, you know, average strength or, and it basically, it tells you the strength and how you know, how, how, how good is the company? And, you know, because your, your, your claim is only good as your company you're with. I mean, you know, if your company's not, doesn't have money to pay, they're not going to be able to pay. That's a, I mean, that, that's a great piece of advice. And I've, I've seen that happen before a long time ago, but, you know, the insurance companies will pop up and cut rates. And then of course they're, they're, they're gone. They've filed bankruptcy if, if claims happen. So that's a really, really great piece of advice. Uh, and why why we choose to partner with State Farm on so many properties and and urge our investors to do so as well. Uh, what are some of the the things that you would say that are not covered in a typical like full replacement, like you said, policy that an investor should have? They did everything. They've got the correct policy. Um, and and what is something that you would think that or an investor might think that insurance policy would cover? And I, and I say that from our customer service team gets that question quite a bit in that, hey, we've got we've, we've got this, this happened with the property and they want to file a claim. And it's like, I don't know that that would necessarily be an insurance claim. You know, so what, what are some things that you think an investor might want to file but not necessarily would be covered? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. And I tell you, you know, I wish more people would. And if there's ever questions, you know, your team's always reaching out. We're always going to walk through the process. Um, one of the things that's definitely not covered is flood insurance. Flood is a big, uh, if rising waters, um, that is just a, uh, it has to be done through the federal government through a FEMA policy. Rising waters is not covered under any insurance policy. That's the one big thing there. And then two, uh, you know, and a lot of people, you know, if you have a deductible and your deductible say is three thousand dollars, this below the deductible, obviously it's not covered. So because you got to go over the deductible to be able to cover. So those are, uh, and then wear and tear, just wear and tear on, uh, you know, if you have a like a roof that all of a sudden you had on a house for 25 years or whatever, you know, the, you know, insurance company is not going to pay just because it's wear and tear, uh, break mechanical breakdown on, um, equipment in the house, that kind of stuff, just normal wear and tear is not something that's generally covered on anything like that. So. Yeah, that's a really great, that's a great point. Definitely the flood insurance and in that we, we try to yes. veer away from properties that are in flood <laughs> zones because they do require that additional insurance and that additional insurance is extremely costly. You know that. What is, what's your average flood insurance uh, annual fee? Well, it's um, it, it depends on the value of the home and how much protection you want to get. And a lot of times it's based on like if you have a um, how much coverage you, your house may be worth, you know, say two hundred thousand dollars, but you may have a basement. So the basement's worth, you know, you may only cover it for one hundred thousand dollars for a basement. Uh, flood insurance can definitely cut into your profit. You need to be real careful with it. It's still doable. I mean, you can definitely make a profit on it. No doubt about it. But um, I would say on an average home, say a hundred fifty thousand dollar home, uh, your flood policy is going to run you. An additional $1,500, $2,000 a year in, in addition to your other insurance. Yeah, it, it's extremely costly. And it's the lender that does require the additional insurance. So if you go buy a property in a flood zone, 
that has a chance of flooding once every hundred years and you buy that property all cash, you're not required to have that flood insurance. It is the lender that requires the properties to have that additional insurance. So just a little tidbit of information. Uh, so Jason, our, um, our investors that want to hear more, maybe ask you a few questions. I know uh, you're a sponsor at our summit that's going to be held virtually in the coming weeks, but tell us how we get in contact with you. Yeah, you can definitely reach me anytime uh, through my email. It's jason at agentjasongardner.com. And you can always call my office at 205-201-6170. And I have a great staff. We've been doing uh, rental properties for a long time. So I have a, have like seven people on staff in my office. And, and we have two really good experts in my office that can always walk through the process. And I'd love to talk to you about it. So anytime, and especially if you're in Hawaii or whatever, I talk to a lot of clients personally after hours. So if you ever need anything, just uh, always reach out to us. That's great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. And that's On the House with Spartan Invest. Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to learn more, check us out online at spartaninvest.com. Until next time, this is On the House with Spartan. Spartan.